Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And this week, before we get into it, we have some very exciting New Year's announcements. And we want to wish everyone out there in the Star Wars universe a very happy New Year's. Yes. Uh, we have some really exciting stuff coming in 2022. Um, yes. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really fun. Some of them will be physical goodies that you can put your hands on. And some of them will be just like hangouts. It's going to be great. We're working on merch with one of our favorite artists i'm very excited about that the stuff she's already shown us has been so good i'm so excited you guys if you could see what has been drawn for our merch you too would shit your pants (laughs) (laughs) it's that good (laughs) oh my gosh it's awesome and then um we're also working on getting patreon together so we (laughs) Well, we recorded this once, like three times already, but we're having technical difficulty. But as you have said, this has given, doing the podcast has kind of given us a bigger community and people that we enjoy interacting with. And Patreon will make it possible for us to actually hang out with people and be more of a community and have more interactive experiences with our listeners. Yes, we plan on live streaming episodes of Clone Wars where Lauren and I react to it and we can chat with you guys and really, I mean, the possibilities are endless on what you can request for us to do for you. We can all watch together. We can have a good time. (laughs) You can get to see us outside of the recorded content. You know, there's a lot of good stuff coming. So 2022 is going to be great. We have a lot of goals. We're going to set them and you guys will benefit from them. Yes. So also just a thank you to anybody who's ever listened to an episode, even part Absolutely. part of an episode. We have people in, I did the specs for us. Uh, Spotify gave us a round, uh, like a, yes. An, what's the word I'm looking for? Spotify wrapped. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, we have listeners in, I think, 24 different countries amazing it's incredible and we are just so grateful for each and every one of you so thank you yes and we want to get to know you as well so yes just more interaction in 2022 i think it's going to be awesome yeah so because our audience is so amazing you support us already so much we we welcome any reviews on apple podcasts i don't even know if you can review on spotify but if you want to go ahead and give us a five star, go for it. We, we love it. We love the feedback. It helps us. And yeah. it definitely helps us provide more for you down the line because yeah. of metrics and weird things like that. Exactly. So. Yeah. We're just playing the algorithm game. <laughs> yeah. Al- the algorithm game. Yes. It's a nasty but necessary function of all of this crap. So <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> if you want to leave us a review or if you have already left us a review, we have seen you. Thank you. Yes. Um, but we appreciate all future reviews, especially on Apple. It's the big, it's the big one. Yeah. So yeah, we read them all. I every now and then I go on and I look through and see if yeah. there's any new ones. And thank you so much. 
Also, caveat, if you hear all this racket going on on my end, I apologize. People are... Yeah, we're really just trying to make it through this podcast today because there's a lot of things working against us it's here. It's been a struggle, <laughs> truly. It has. My dog's barking. This My boyfriend's my making kitchen or making dinner in the other room. It's just like... There are airplanes flying over my house nonstop <laughs> at this point. I my can't. sump so, pump's anyway. going off. It's just... Eh. <laughs> One of our goals in 2022 was not stop being a mess. So you're just going to have to deal with us. <laughs> and also, there's no money for building a real sound booth. So this is the reality. No, this yeah. is what we have. We're living yeah. with it. But, but we kind of love it, too. It's it's our it's our thing. It keeps us point. humble. <laughs> yes. So what are we actually discussing this week, my dear space twin? Oh, a thing that we both feel prickly about, I think. <laughs> yes, we're prickly. Prickly is the word. Did Padme Amidala die of a broken heart? No. Short answer, no. See you next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stopping in, folks. Yep. Bye-bye. No, it's, it, it, there's a lot more to it, but you and I both feel pretty strongly that the answer to that question is no. Yeah. That just rubs me the wrong way completely, considering the character's backstory. Yeah. I mean, Padme was no delicate flower. No. It's by any never sense. shied away from a challenge. No. And yes, some shit happened there at the end of Revenge of the Sith. But the parallel that I can't get over that I really think is the reason why she died. I mean, the theory out there is that the shit that happened at the end of Revenge of the Sith, she had her babies, and then she just passed away because Anakin was gone, so to speak. Yeah. Or had changed, turned into Vader, etc. That's the standing theory, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. A lot of people have made memes about it. Like, oh, Padme, she died of a sad sadness. <laughs> sad like, Padme. <laughs> yeah, sad Padme. Like... Yeah, she was sad, but, like, she had a lot of shit to be sad about prior to that, too, and she never withered away. Yeah. You know, it's not like her life was exactly all rainbows and butterflies. No. <laughs> I, mean, psh- I mean, it was one, it was just one challenge after another for this woman. Well, all of Attack of the Clones was basically yeah. one giant assassination attempt. <laughs> yes, and we've seen in the Clone Wars series, she's been tried to be, she has it has been tried over and over to kill this woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been poisoned. She's been, you know, assassins getting in place to, you know, throw overthrow her and the rest of the Senate and a bunch of yeah. other senators and, you know. Yeah. But come on. Well, and she, what wasn't she like the youngest queen ever of Naboo? Yes. And absolutely and instantly went from that into being a senator which is just mind-blowing to me you know was she 25 what i was doing when i was 25 (laughs) not even close (laughs) (laughs) nope (laughs) yeah she shames me (laughs) yeah she was she was pretty badass i mean the shit she was juggling yeah was uh, okay and then she becomes pregnant with a jedi's child which they only thought they were having one until you know True. two popped out yes <laughs> oh my god there's a second one in there there's two of them no <laughs> do you actually think 
this woman who was so dedicated to any cause she truly believed in would abandon her children because of of the sads? No. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't see her being that kind of parent. No. Like, have the kids and then fucking bail and just leave her... Ch- like, it, 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 does, it sounds ridiculous because it is. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just... it's It takes this woman who was... A powerful female character. I'm using air quotes yes. here because it's like a yes, popular yes. phrase in, you know, pop culture. The, she's, the entire prequels sets her up and establishes her as this like strong-willed woman, this intelligent mm-hmm. woman, intuitive woman, mm-hmm. and then to turn it on its head and have her wither and die from sadness. It's just like, and I don't know if George Lucas has ever explained what has killed her, but mm-hmm. I like the fan theories, you know, much better than the idea that, like, she literally just lost the will to live. I think that's what the droid says about her. Yeah, no. They can't explain no, her it. Will She's to just live. lost the will to live. No, her two children are her will to live. Yeah. You don't think she would have stuck around to make sure... I, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, Well, and her dying breath was that she still believed there's good in Anakin. So yeah, she's so... still strong in, in her conviction. I, I just don't see it. She was someone who dedicated herself to whatever she needed to dedicate herself to. And I believe that she would have dedicated herself to those children... She would have been an excellent mother. We see her motherly tendencies towards Ahsoka, mm-hmm. towards other people she didn't even know but that were in need. Mm-hmm. Um, she was willing to sacrifice herself over and over and over for the greater good. Yeah. You know, in, in many instances in the Clone Wars television show. So I just don't see, like, her losing that at the end, her giving that up, you know? Right. She's too strong of a person to just wither and die from... Whatever, losing her will to live. There is she didn't lose anything. Yeah. It was taken from her. Yeah, I believe by Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean he had the ability to do it. Well, and they say and, right, right that he drained her life and put it into yes. Anakin. Yeah, and I actually believe that a hundred percent. Anakin was barely alive. Yeah, it's crazy and, that he was alive at all after what he had been through. Yes, and then what they put him through to try and like attach those metal arms and limbs and yeah fix well, that skin and when he at the end of revenge of the sith when he like comes to and stands up and is mm-hmm. fully vader mm-hmm. and he asks where padme is palpatine says it appears in your anger you killed her and that has never made sense to me yeah you know without any kind of like researching and ex- getting an explanation from fandom basically as opposed to like from the filmmakers in the theater i was like he killed her with his anger when like well i think palpatine was using him force choking her on mustafar he blamed he set it up so that vader thought that he killed her there on mustafar do you think he that palpatine even knew like how did palpatine know padme was even on mustafar I always wondered if he just said that so that it would make Anakin even angrier and, like... Well, it, that's definitely why he told him that. 
I'm not sure if he meant... I don't know if he knew about Mustafar. It, it seems you could use the excuse that Palpatine knew everything. Sure. You know, but I'm not sure if he knew the specifics or if he just straight made that up. And it just so happened that Vader would have recalled in that moment, force choking her on Mustafar. I don't think that uh, Anakin at the, in that moment on Mustafar intended to kill her. Yeah. He just uh, put her off to the side, if you will. Yeah. Because his real his real issue was with Obi-Wan in that moment. Yeah. I don't know. But then again, when you are in a fit of blind rage, I, I don't even know if you're thinking correctly. And clearly Anakin was not. He was strictly driven by emotion. Yeah. There was no common sense. There was no, you know, anything that was helping him other than his just his blind rage. Yeah, it was clearly not premeditated. It just happened in the moment because he like snapped on a dime as soon as he saw Obi-Wan standing in the yeah. doorway of the, the shuttle. Then he was like, ah, oh, you're in cahoots and now I hate you both. Yeah, I, that was it's always any other situation. He probably would never have thought that. Can you imagine thinking that at all? I mean, that's, I mean, come on, Anakin. That's, I know I love Anakin, yeah. but damn, like, I, really, you're going to go to that? I always found that annoying because they started establishing that with one scene previously where Padme said that Obi-Wan had stopped by to say goodbye before he left for Utapau. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Anakin was like, Obi-Wan was here, like, without my permission. It was like, that came out of nowhere. That he was suddenly yeah, jealous true. of Obi-Wan's time yeah, with Padme. And that was, I just think that's weak storytelling. But It is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it like turned on a dime too fast for me in that scene. For him to like suddenly be jealous and like assume that Padme was betraying him. Well, you could, you could reason. Now, I'm not... I'm not for this storyline. I am not here for this theory. I'm not here trying to back up the fact that Anakin rightfully got jealous of Obi-Wan. But you could, if you think about the final seasons of Clone Wars prior to season seven, he did have the the Clovis jealousy. That's true. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Filoni and company put the the, you know, that was the beginning of him mistrusting. Mm-hmm. Padme a little and then Obi-Wan did it and all of a sudden he's just like why does this keep repeating I'm just trying to think of it from but at the time there was no Clone Wars yeah uh, TV show so we just have to go off of what Lucas did and it it was weak storytelling yes yeah but I do agree with you that it like with Clone Wars put in there it kind of makes more sense and like from what I've heard George Lucas was trying to tell a huge story in Revenge of the Sith it was like he was trying to connect two giant storylines by putting Revenge of the Sith in there. And it was like, really, he yeah. he needed the length of the Clone Wars to truly establish that Absolutely. character's downfall properly. Isn't there like a five-hour unedited Revenge of the Sith that people are constantly asking so. for? Yeah. Give us that. <laughs> <laughs> or... Filoni, we politely and humbly request that you just redo Revenge of the Sith in animated form. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be really I mean, cool. I like. Holy I shit. don't dislike Revenge of the Sith. I love it. Me neither. I think it's a great movie. It's the best of the prequels, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yes. 
And it's very... It just has weak parts, like yeah. every other movie. Every movie. Yeah, exactly. Every movie's going to have something like that. I just, like, the way Padme was treated at the end just has always made me really angry because she was... We have talked about this before, though. There's a lot of, like inconsistency with her where she's like saying no but meaning yes and yes, shit like that yes yes so i guess it's not totally out of left field that the writers would be writing her in contrast but i i don't think it's true to the character i mean granted if it was palpatine draining her life yes then i think it makes sense nothing she it did makes a lot of sense Nothing she did would have been able to stop that or change that, no matter how mm. powerful she was or how strong-willed she was. Right. And, of course, obviously, she had to she had to die because of the way everything was established in the original trilogy. I've always thought that line, though, that Leia says, I remember when Luke is asking, you know, tell me yes. about your mother, what do you remember? And yeah. she says, she was very beautiful but sad. And she just remembers images and feelings of her. Like, mm-hmm. I've always wondered what that, like, why was there that disconnect there between what George Lucas, he was writing the scripts himself. Like, wouldn't he have known that there was, like, that disconnect there? Well, the, the way I always took that Leia line was two different ways. One, she, because of her strength in the Force, Leia's, she could probably feel an imprint of her mother in those final mm. moments, maybe. And yes, Padme mm-hmm. was sad at the end because something was happening to her. It wasn't working and, and she knew that there was something wrong with Anakin. And so all of that was probably imprinted and perhaps Leia being more of a, I mean, Luke's kind of a feeler, but I feel like Leia understood people. Mm-hmm. Not that Luke doesn't, but she had that, she was a leader. I mean, she was a leader of people and you have to understand people in order to lead them. So I feel like it was her first brush at, I almost want to say like an empath, mm-hmm. you know, empath tendencies, even as a newborn baby. But the other thing is maybe Bail showed her clips or R2 showed her clips. That could be. That's a really good point. I, I mean, Bail and Breha loved Padme, so I don't think that they would have kept it you know, as a secret, like, this was your real mother, you know? Yeah, that that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, because Luke says, do you remember your mother, your real mother? So I assume that Leia always knew she was adopted, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's actually, some of that is revealed in the Bloodlines novel mm. um, that Bale uh, w- was forthcoming with that information. And in fact, the the way that she finds out that she's Vader's daughter, you know. Really? Yeah. I mean, outside of the books, like, there's evidence that gets out that Bale left her. You know, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read it, but there's more to it. But Bale never kept it a secret that Padme was her mother. I heard, too, I think it's in a graphic novel that, or maybe it's in this book where she's passing, I think... I, I'm not 100% sure, so I, I don't want to mislead anybody, but it's like Leia is, I think, on Naboo, but she's seeing like a stained glass window that has Padme's image in it, mm-hmm. and she has like a moment, like a vision there or something mm-hmm. like that, and mm-hmm. I've never read that, but I've always been interested, and people were saying that explains like what Leia was saying to Luke but like of course when those movies were written and even when the prequels were written none of that content existed so like it's all 
it's all explained now, I guess. But like in the moment, it was kind of like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. That's kind of beautiful with the stained glass and the... Yeah, I want to find... That would be nice. I want to find that piece and read it because I've always found that interesting, the idea of that interesting. I 100% subscribe to the theory that in order to make sure Anakin lived enough to get him in that suit, Palpatine had to drain someone of their life force and Padme was the obvious choice. Yeah. Considering she was in the middle of birth... She just had this asphyxiation moment from her husband. Um, it was the perfect plot for him to use that against Anakin in some way um, and to successfully remove her because she was a problem. Yeah. If she had lived, she would have been a very huge problem. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you Google what killed Padme Amidala in giant letters, it comes up as broken heart. I can't. Yeah. I will not. Mm-mm. Who, who decided this? Who made this? <laughs> Is that seriously what happens when you Google it? Yeah. Well, we're here to... Re- <laughs> it's on Wikipedia. That's where it's coming from. Now, Wook... I have words, Wikipedia. <laughs> we follow you on Twitter, and you follow us back, and you interact with us because we love each other here. Can you change that, please? <laughs> Do I have to tweet you privately and ask you to change that? (laughs) This is a direct message to Wikipedia. And yes, I will be tweeting you about this. (laughs) (laughs) You are our favorite Wook. I mean, I said it time and time before. That is the official explanation. So I'm not accepting it. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. I mean, we know it's possible to pull life force from one being and give it to another. It happens in the Clone Wars. When yes, in the Mortis arc, when Ahsoka yes. dies and the yes. sister or the daughter sacrifices the rest of the remainder of her life to bring Ahsoka back to life, and she was almost dead. So and but that was still enough life force to like revive Ahsoka. So it is possible, you know that. Palpatine... Well, this happens in Lord of the Rings too, really, because you know we love Lord of the Rings on this podcast, <laughs> but Arwen. Uh, gave her life force, her her uh, uh, immortality life force to Frodo early on in the Fellowship of the of the Ring. Really, and that's really how he was able to go on, uh, is because he had the Morgul knife fragment in his uh, chest there, and it would have slowly killed him, and he was near death. And then she just transferred it over to him to get him the rest of the way, you know, to keep him alive until they could wow. work on him and fix him up. Does she die because of that? Well, she became mortal, which is what she wanted anyway, so she could be with Aragorn. So, oh well, that's that's romantic. <laughs> it's convenient as well. So, <laughs> yeah. but she didn't do it thinking of Aragorn in that moment. She did it out of desperation for um, the ring bearer. So, mm. or she knew there was something special about this hobbit she not necessarily that he was carrying the one ring at least in that moment maybe she had an idea i, I can't recall i've only read it like 15 times but whatever <laughs> <laughs> well i know for sure that we have quite a few lord of the rings fans who listen to us oh so. yes don't worry we're gonna do a lord of the rings episode i'm gonna have to just be like a polite bystander on that one because that's okay i'll talk all episode <laughs> <laughs> maybe i should make like 
a list of questions and just ask you questions about Lord oh, of the like, Rings. Like, make Star Wars, Lord of the Rings comparisons and, and contrasting points, and then I'll, I'll explain them. Ah, uh, that would be great. You'll have to make the list, though, of the comparisons, because okay, well. I don't even know those. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's your tangent for this episode. Um, <laughs> gonna have at least one. No, it was, it was, it was, uh... It was still it was, connected. It was connected because of Arwen is essentially, you know, yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 I just don't believe she died of a broken heart. And I can't wait to hear what our fans think, our listeners think. Yeah. This, oh, you know, you're going to, that's going to be the question of this week is, do you think she died of a broken heart? Or do you think that Palpatine had something to do with it? Or was it just da- death from childbirth? Because also not totally uncommon. No, and I was going to say, like, is it just me or is that birth scene really weird? <laughs> well, there's a lot of dudes just standing around in there watching her yeah. have children. And like, I mean, she's laying down flat, which, first of all, is the, if not impossible, most difficult right. way to give birth. Like, right. back in the olden times, women give birth standing up because gravity. Because you got to squat. You got to squat. It helps you right? give birth if you're if you're standing because the gravity. And then I can't remember which king. It was Louis the Thirteenth, Fourteenth, Seventeenth. I can't remember. Wanted to watch yeah. his wife give birth, so he made her lie down. And that's why women give birth laying down now, from what I've heard. I'm not a interesting. Not a full historian on this, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's that interesting. Is what I've read. So that is interesting. Padme's like laying down. Almost tilted backwards, which just just doesn't work. (laughs) Also, that robot with like the scoop arm, (laughs) like yeah, that's it. I I wasn't gonna bring that up because it's gross. I don't like it. But (laughs) the table itself is kind of weird because instead of a sheet, they had like that cone. Yeah, like that tube thing that was over her. I mean, I get it. You have to make it look space agey. Also, like there's no blood. Come on now. Yeah, they that they 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 came out real clean. Yeah, there'd I mean, be all kinds of fluids all over the place on that stupid table. Robots or no yeah. robots, it's true. And it was a very white, clean <laughs> table. <laughs> There's a lot of starch white of purity. in that room that would have. Yeah, very. <laughs> I just well, they also did that in comparison because it had to be white versus the dark black of the table that Anakin yeah. was on. Well, you know. <laughs> I get it. If you yeah. put the two images together, it's very clear the light side, the dark side, etc. That's but, true, but very. And I really actually, <laughs> yeah, I really actually do appreciate the fact that if you're looking at Anakin top down, the table he's on is becomes the Empire symbol. Like that's true, yeah. Which is is kind of similar to the Republic's symbol, right? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the inverse of it a little bit, but loved it. Loved yeah, it. the symbolism kind of is stuff. great. It, that it's really amazing, and like to have the birth and death and rebirth yes. like all there together at the same time is amazing. Just not a realistic birth. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always bothered me. Yeah. But, and like the babies come out all like nice and wrapped in a little blanket. They don't have like the the like whatever it is. It's like the real babies born are covered in like a grease. Yes, you know, and, and they're bluish because they haven't been breathing yes, oxygen yet. Yes, or at least atmospheric oxygen. So yeah, and they were huge. Um, 
They were very big, yes, but we can excuse that for movie True, sake. you can't have a newborn on a movie set, no. No, and... <laughs> But she came up with the names real fast. Do we ever get to know why she named either of them Luke or Leia? That's a good question. Do we know this? I don't know. Because I don't know this. I've never researched that. And, like, she must have, maybe they were just names she had picked out, whether she had a boy Mm -hmm. or a girl, and then she ended up having both. True. Because that would make the most sense. I would feel like Padme probably would have known she was carrying twins. Don't you feel like somebody along the way would have told her that was going on? I feel like Anakin would have been the one to know. Well, that's a good point. Don't they talk about that in the Revenge of the Sith novel? Oh, it's been a while I, since Maybe I I'm it. making that up. Hmm? No, I think there's something that where he sensed he sensed it. Because he can sense, like, the life inside her, I yes. thought. Yes, yes, That's, hmm. I need to reread that book. It's great. Yeah, me too, because it is excellent. Matthew Stover does a bang-up fucking job yeah. on writing that shit. It's one There's of the, some beautiful stuff in there. It's one of the best Star Wars books out there. It is beautifully written. Yeah. It's just been a really long time since I read it. Yeah, I read it th- during a really terrible time in my life, so I'm like kind of afraid oh. to reread it because I oh. totally associate it with that, but I need to like find a happy way of bringing it back into my life instead. Because it was excellent. It really was. It's It was very so excellent. well done. So final consensus, my space twin. Did Padme die of a broken heart? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. There. We don't believe it. We believe she was drained of her life, her life force, her life energy in order mm-hmm. to keep Anakin alive. It was the perfect setup so Palpatine could get rid of someone who was a problem. Yes. Um... And increase the life force of the man that he had been working so diligently his entire fucking life to make into Vader. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Well said. (laughs) Sorry, you don't take a strong, smart, intelligent, dedicated woman and have her die of a broken heart. It just doesn't make sense. It's just... it. (sighs) Not when she has dedication to her two... Children that she just birthed. She wouldn't give up on them. No No way. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. So, as usual, we're going to turn the conversation over to you guys. What do you think? Did Padme, Amidala, Queen, Senator, Jedi's wife... (laughs) Yes magnanimous lady did she die of a broken heart what do you think what do you think killed Padme Amidala we would love to hear it scooch over to our social media send us an email however you want to get in touch with us and let us know your thoughts and next week after such a heavy topic we're going to a very light and fun and fluffy topic (laughs) that topic we're dedicating an entire episode to the various forms of Obi-Wan's hair yes you heard it We're talking about Obi-Wan's hair. It's going to be glorious. (laughs) (laughs) And there is that one moment that it's a mullet, but I was just going to say glorious and kind of terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But we love it for its terribleness. It's glorious even in its at its worst. That's what we're here to talk about next week. So join us. (laughs) So last week we talked about baby Yoda and uh, Luke and Ahsoka and all the ways that the Jedi kind of tie together in the Mandalorian. And we asked our listeners what they thought about all of that. And we got some really fun responses. Um, 
People agreed that Luke's voice sounded kind of weird. <laughs> it didn't sound natural. It definitely sounded uh, like computer generated. And that was a bit disappointing for people. I totally agree with that sentiment. I also agree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got a comment about the dark saber, which I very passionately <laughs> found like totally weird in The Mandalorian because it didn't seem to be in keeping with the rules that we had already had established with the dark saber. And some folks listening to us agreed, saying that mm-hmm. um, they had just watched Rebels, and what happened in the Mandalorian didn't match the rules that had been established in Rebels. See, that's what I thought too. Yeah, because you had said that maybe um, Sabine had given the dark saber to Bo-Katan, which th- this person confirmed is what happened. And then the next thing you know, Moff Gideon has the dark saber, and then. Mando wins it from Moff Gideon, and now Bo-Katan can't just accept it back from Mando. I don't understand it. It just doesn't make any right. sense. Yeah, that that would that's a gap that needs to be filled at some point. Yeah, and maybe it's an episode we need to do a little research on and dig into. But yeah, I definitely found that frustrating as well, personally. I agree. I agree. So. Thank you once again for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Plus, you can always find us over at mostthingskenobi.com. So, until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.